What's up, everybody? My name is Athena, and you're here to listen to Vanished in the Valley. Today, we are going to talk about some new crazy censorship bullshit coming out of the UK and Canada. And don't worry, Americans, I don't want you to feel left out. So we will be talking about the latest censorship nonsense going on in the United States. We are also going to talk about these protests going on in Ottawa, which is in Canada, for, for you Americans that don't know that. But anyway, the mainstream media is totally ignoring these protests, so we will talk a bit about that. I am also going to tell you guys about an upcoming FEMA alert and what different people are saying could come from this quote-unquote text alert from FEMA. We are also going to talk about a peer-reviewed study that was just published in The Lancet that proves crazy conspiracy theorists were right again when we said the mRNA bullshit crosses the blood mammary barrier and infants 100% are ingesting that shit. And of course, you know, they said we were just crazy conspiracy theorists. All these babies and their fucking increased mortality rate has nothing to do with the fact they forced all these fucking pregnant women to get vaccinated. So you guys sit back, get ready for this. Before we get started in all of today's topics, I do have to tell you about Daddy Newsom's latest bullshit. So he was giving an interview to Bloomberg News, and that was on September 7th, and the topic was supposed to be like AI shit, but fucking Daddy Newsome somehow turns this interview around and basically starts saying that he's worried about these micro cults that his children are in. He said, quote, I really worry about these micro cults. I say micro cults because I don't know if there's a better way to describe it. My son is asking me about Andrew Tate, Jordan Peterson, and then immediately he's talking about Joe Rogan. And I'm like, here it is, the pathway. I'm like, are you fucking serious? Get fucked, Daddy Newsome. The pathway to what? Somebody having a different opinion than you? And I don't even know if your opinion's yours. I'm pretty sure people tell you what your opinion is. I can't even imagine being this tool's kid. I guarantee you, like, people might think, oh, yeah, they're privileged. They have money. They're growing up in the fucking capital of California. They've got land everywhere. But these motherfuckers are so corrupt, so dishonest that I don't know how you could come out normal being raised by a rat fink like Daddy Newsom. Gavin Newsom is such a fucking tool. I just, I can't even handle it. But while we're on the subject of fucking tools, we're going to talk about Canada and Justin Trudeau is a tool. I'm going to tell you about a man named Arthur Pawlowski, who originally gained popularity after defending his church from being shut down during a 2021 Easter gathering. So check this shit out, you guys. A Canadian court sentenced this pastor to two months in prison for his backing of the Freedom Convoy in 2021. He states, quote, I'm not ashamed of what I did. If I had a chance to do it again, I would do it again, gladly. So the judge in charge of this case found Pawlowski guilty of, quote, mischief but he was able to leave the court a free man due to time already served. The judge stated, quote, a period of incarceration is required in order to achieve the objectives of denunciation and deterrence. Prosecutor Steve Johnson argued the case was, quote, not about freedom of religion and it's not about free speech. 
In this case, the accused comes before the court with no sense of remorse. The lack of remorse, the lack of introspection is important in this case because of the fact he is highly likely a high risk to redo this. Apparently, more than 200 supporters did show up for Pulowski's release and Pulowski stated for the past 18 months they've done everything in their power to force me to say I'm guilty that I'm sorry they were forcing me to apologize but I have nothing to apologize for Pulowski went on to say I hope that my oppressors are listening because this is not over this is just the beginning so apparently back when the convoy was going on back in February 2022 he spoke at the protest and he said, quote, I believe the eyes of the world are fixed on this place right here. That's right. This little pitiful piece of land. The eyes of the world are fixed right here on you guys. You are the heroes. Don't you dare go breaking the line. For the first time in two years, you have the power. You pack your stuff, you go to Edmonton, and you will be lost. So apparently that's all it takes in fucking Canada to get your ass charged with quote-unquote mischief. And I mean, that quote from the prosecutor, there was no remorse. I mean, literally get fucked. Literally and figuratively get fucked. So I don't know. I hope this guy keeps up the good fight. And I'm, you know, I just, I'm fucking, every time I read shit like this, I'm just astonished and I shouldn't be. But I think it's just because for most of my life, this shit was unthinkable. It was unthinkable that you could be arrested for peacefully protesting or that social media would fucking censor you because you don't like what the government is doing. Hello, some dystopian bullshit. And in more dystopian Canadian news, back in February of 2023, Justin Trudeau and his lovely little band of dickheads passed Bill C-11, and it is known as the Online Streaming Act. Basically, the bill is amending Canada's Broadcasting Act to include internet video and digital media, giving the government more control over what Canadians watch online. So basically, most things that Canadians read online now are completely filtered by Justin Trudeau is a tool and his government. It specifically states the content posted by social media users will not be regulated and a person who uploads audio or video content to a social media platform is not a broadcaster under the modernized Broadcasting Act. Of course they're not a broadcaster and that really doesn't even matter at this point because all Justin Trudeau is a tool's government has to do is ask these social media sites or Google or YouTube to cut the traffic to a specific poster, to cut the traffic going to a content creator that they do not agree with. And if you think that's not happening, especially in Canada, I think you may have gotten one too many booster shots. But anyway, fuck Justin Trudeau. Let's get to these uh, protests going on in Ottawa. On September 20th, thousands of parents and kids took to the streets in Ottawa to protest explicit sexual content in schools and radical gender ideology. I'm just wondering how long it's going to take for Justin Trudeau is a tool to fucking freeze these people's bank accounts. Because I distinctly remember that fucker doing that to the Canadian convoy. I just want to say, what's up, Ottawa? We fucking see you. We support you. 
and keep up these fucking protests. I mean, I don't give a fuck if someone's gay. I don't give a fuck if somebody is tranny. Do you fucking marry a tree? But the school system does not need to be teaching kids about this shit when they're this young. It's absolutely mind-blowing. And is it not the duty of the parent to teach a child information like this? I mean, you, you would think. Or is that just like a fucking crazy conspiracy theory that parents should be the ones teaching their children about different sexual orientations, gender, all the bullshit? It's just, it's mind-blowing that no legacy media here is even reporting on this. You got to go to fucking social media, basically, like Twitter or Instagram to see these videos of how many people are protesting this shit. So I just got to give a huge up top to Canada and the Canadian parents and children that went to this protest and are saying, no fucking way Justin Trudeau is a tool. I mean, I just like I want to remind everyone that Justin Trudeau fucked an underage student while he was working at a school and then paid her off a couple million dollars to never talk about it. So I don't know why, why the fuck is Justin Trudeau not canceled, you guys. He's a fucking rapist by all these other crazy people standards. And speaking of rapists, that's kind of actually leading me to my next topic. Apparently, there's been accusations against Russell Brand saying that uh, he raped some chick or like fucked some underage girl hella years ago. I'm not exactly sure what the accusations are, but that's literally all they are accusations. Nobody's proved anything. Nobody's been to court, blah, blah, blah. Well, UK Parliament has contacted different social media sites, you know, like Rumble, YouTube, those kind of things where Russell Brand has a channel. And they've asked these different companies to literally deplatform Russell Brand. YouTube complied. They made it so he cannot put any monetization in his videos. But Rumble did not comply. And let me just read you a little excerpt, which was released by Rumble, explaining exactly what went down and how they responded. This shit's beautiful. I love it. Rumble CEO Chris Pavlosky released this statement. It says, quote, Today we received an extremely disturbing letter from a committee chair in the UK Parliament. While Rumble obviously deplores sexual assault, rape, and all serious crimes, and believes that both alleged victims and the accused are entitled to a full and serious investigation. It is vital to note that recent allegations against Russell Brand have nothing to do with the content on Rumble's platform. Just yesterday, YouTube announced that based solely on these media accusations, it was barring Mr. Brand from monetizing his video content. Rumble stands for very different values. We have devoted ourselves to the vital cause of defending a free internet meaning an internet where no one arbitrarily dictates which ideas can or cannot be heard or which citizens may or may not be entitled to a platform. We regard it as deeply inappropriate and dangerous that the UK Parliament would attempt to control who is allowed to speak on our platform or to earn a living from doing so. Singling out an individual and demanding his ban is even more disturbing given the absence of any connection between the allegations and his content on Rumble. We do not agree with the behavior of many Rumble creators, 
but we refuse to penalize them for their actions that have nothing to do with our platform. Although it may be politically and socially easier for Rumble to join a cancel culture mob, doing so would be a violation of our company's values and mission. We emphatically reject the UK Parliament demands. So, I don't know, I have to give a fucking fat up top to Rumble and its CEO because... I mean, that's just fucking crazy. Now that's all it takes is an accusation to get somebody completely canceled and demonetized. And I don't know, it's got to suck. You're fucking relying on this money because you've been making this money as a content creator, blah, blah, blah. And then suddenly you're deplatformed. These motherfuckers have so much control over everyone's lives. And just a little side note, Rumble is the first company to explicitly refuse to take any action while the allegations remain as unproven claims. Netflix, which has not made any comments at all, has not removed his rebirth show, despite BBC iPlayer and Channel 4 pulling down episodes featuring the comedian. What kind of dystopian bullshit is this? It's just, it's so easy to throw an accusation out there and not have any type of evidence, nothing to back it up, and suddenly you're fucked. You can't earn money anymore. You lose your job, etc. So we are going down. It's not even a slippery fucking slope at this point. We are in free fall off the motherfucking free speech cliff. And as long as people just sit there not giving a fuck about free speech and not caring how much free speech has been trampled over the last few years, I mean, it's going to be completely fucking taken away. And as long as you agree with the state, you're cool. But if you happen to say something they, they do not agree with or somebody just levels a fucking random accusation at you, your whole life can be destroyed. And unfortunately, a lot of people just don't have anything to fucking say. So they never experience the censorship. But let me tell you, it's all fucking bad. And a little side note about Russell Brand. There are a lot of people that say he's fucking controlled opposition, he's a plant, etc. I mean, I'm not a Russell Brand fan. I don't give a fuck about the guy one way or another. But I do 100% respect his right to say whatever the fuck he wants. It's just astonishing how much, and especially it's like the younger generations and just fucking idiots that don't think free speech is like an important thing. So I don't know, apparently a lot of people just fucking swallow the Kool-Aid while in school when we are being spoon-fed U.S. propaganda. It's change of subject time. We are not going to talk about this really strange news in the media about an F-35 pilot ejecting over South Carolina and the crazy 911 call that was basically placed for him when this uh, homeowner found the ejected pilot in his back fucking yard. So I have a lot of questions. What the fuck? Why Why didn't this uh, pilot have a radio or something on him to radio back to his base? Also, if he ejected, how did he not have any idea where the plane was? We're going to talk about some different theories about this whole episode and just kind of try to break it all down. I will leave a link in the show notes to a website where you can actually hear this 911 call. It's fucking astonishing. I just do not understand how something like this even goes down. So check this shit out. Let's go back to how this all is being reported. 
The news is saying a Marine Corps pilot who ejected from an F-35 stealth fighter over rural South Carolina literally stated in the 911 call that, quote, he was not sure where the plane is. Apparently, this 47-year-old pilot ejected near Charleston International Airport last Sunday afternoon. And side note, the jet, $100 million. <laughs> $100 million. And it actually, well, they're saying it crashed 60 miles away near Indian Town. Somehow, the uh, Marines, the military, couldn't even find the wreckage until the next day. And if you actually look at video of the supposed, like, wreck site, it's, you don't see any fucking plane wreckage. You just see, like, some trees are all fucked up. And the craziest thing, this pilot is blaming bad weather, which basically forced him to bail out over Charleston. I mean, really, why the fuck would this guy have to call 911? I, I'm really not understanding the whole picture here. So let me tell you what the crazy conspiracy theorists are saying. I'm seeing a lot of chatter that is basically saying there was some type of malfunction and the pilot got ejected involuntarily from the jet, which is really fucking strange. And basically they're pointing out due to the fact that the jet flew on, it's indicating that this was not some catastrophic event that caused the jet to be in imminent danger of crashing. So why would the pilot bail? Was this like a software malfunction? Did one of their technicians hook something up wrong? Or was it some type of electronic warfare attack where the plane was induced into disgorging the pilot? Where's the fucking jet, you guys? A lot of people are saying, worst case scenario, the jet was hijacked remotely. Whoever took control of it tossed the pilot overboard and then flew it to an undisclosed location where all the weapons and other technology on board could be parted out and sold off. And that's including all the classified stuff. The carcass of the plane will then be displayed on social media at an appropriate time as a demoralization op. Some people are saying like worst case scenario is the Russians stole it and the entire F-35 program will be a complete loss. And then a little side note about the F-35. It does have an auto eject feature due to the hovering capability of the aircraft. So yeah, you guys, I don't know what the fuck to think about this whole F-35 crash situation. What do you guys think? Hit me up, vanishedinthevalley at gmail.com, and tell me what your theories are. I'm very curious to hear. Now I'm going to tell you guys about this FEMA text alert that's going to be going out. And this is all supposed to go down October 4th. And FEMA is basically saying there's going to be a 30-minute text alert slash frequency sent out to all mobile devices in the USA. And I mean 30 minutes? What the fuck? This frequency they're, I guess, sending the tones through is going to be sent through 5G. And some of the crazy conspiracy theorists are kind of linking this to the graphene oxide that is in the fucking Kabobo shots and wondering if this is going to be doing anything to the people that are fucking next to this frequency because fucking let's be real. Who doesn't have a cell phone on them at, you know, most time of the day and night? I have heard this plan of this like frequency alert text is going on in countries other than the United States by those specific countries version of FEMA. On their website, FEMA.gov, it states, 
text messages will be sent to all TVs, radios, and cell phones. FEMA, in coordination with the Federal Communications Commission, will conduct a nationwide test of the emergency alert system. The national test will consist of two portions, testing WEA and EAS capabilities. Both tests are scheduled to begin approximately at 2.20 p.m. Eastern, Wednesday, October 4th. Yeah, they're saying the whole purpose of the test is to ensure the systems continue to be effective means of warning the public about emergencies, particularly those on the national level. Huh. Where were these warnings fucking, you know, what, last month when Hawaiians were being burned alive? Hmm. So on your phones, this message will basically read, this is a test of the National Wireless Emergency Alert System. No action is needed. I'm seriously wondering, like, they have all this capability to fucking tag everybody's phone, but they couldn't warn all these Hawaiians that they were literally running into fire. So I don't know. Fuck FEMA. Fuck the federal government. I don't trust any of that shit. And I mean, I'm not saying that they're going to fucking send this frequency out and we're all going to become fucking zombies. I'm just saying I don't trust them. They're fucking usually not up to any good. Now we are going to move on to another win, I guess you could say it that way, for the crazy conspiracy theorists. Because it's now been found in a peer-reviewed study that vaccinated mother's milk is contaminated with mRNA. So after this whole study came out, and you know, if you actually read and fucking look into shit, it's kind of causing widespread concern. Just because the study did 100% conclude that the breast milk of vaccinated lactating mothers contains trace amounts of the Kabobo shots. This week is when this study was published in the Lancet Medical Journal, which I don't even really like the Lancet because they're the fuckers that published that fucking open letter about the conspiracy theorists with the Kabobo shit. And then it turns out <laughs> the people that signed that letter are all involved with Echo Health Alliance. So I don't know. But the researchers came from New York University Grossman Long Island School of Medicine. And what they're saying is the breast milk was contaminated with mRNA up to 45 hours after vaccination in the 10 women they analyzed. And I mean, little side note, these findings completely contradict the fucking official narrative from the government agencies, politicians, and the mainstream media. I mean, do you guys remember them fucking forcing this shit on pregnant mothers, pressuring pregnant mothers to get this vaccine? It's, it's absolutely insane. And with the crazy high rates of excess deaths and excess spontaneous abortions, and that's not just America, that's all over in the fucking Western world. It's absolutely mind-blowing, but... Do you think any of these twats are going to be held accountable? <laughs> Fuck no, they won't. So basically, the findings suggest the COVID-19 vaccine mRNA administered to lactating mothers can spread systematically to breast milk in the first two days after the maternal vaccination. The biodistribution of the mRNA COVID-19 vaccine is in human breast milk, you guys. The study's peer-reviewed paper was published in October 2023, edition of The Lancet. And just a little side note, there are other studies that have uncovered trace amounts of mRNA in women's breast milk. And despite these findings from both of these studies, the authors of the paper published in The Lancet concluded by continuing to promote the vaccination of breastfeeding mothers. Quote, COVID-19 mRNA vaccines play a vital role in the fight against SARS-CoV-2 infection. 
says the study's author. We believe breastfeeding post-vaccination is safe, especially 48 hours after vaccination. So I'm kind of wondering if they had to write that so their shit wouldn't be completely fucking censored, so they wouldn't be defunded, they wouldn't be fucking hounded by their fucking masters. I don't know. I don't know how anyone can come to that fucking conclusion that these women should keep getting this vaccination while breastfeeding. It's just clown world extraordinaire bullshit. And little side note, I promise you, nobody in the mainstream media is going to talk about either of these studies. They're not going to try to warn people. They're just going to fucking keep playing ball with the fucking government and the quote-unquote elite, whoever the fuck is pulling their strings. They will definitely not be bringing this shit up. As you all know, I do not like to leave the podcast on a doom and gloom note. And I kind of saved this one for last because it is a win for all of us in the United States. The Biden administration tried to censor Dr. Jaya Bhattacharya, who is a motherfucking Stanford doctor, when he spoke out or even just basically had questions about the COVID-19 vaccine and COVID itself. A federal court appeals ruled earlier this month that the White House Surgeon General, the CDC, and the FBI likely violated the First Amendment when it exerted a pressure campaign on social media companies to censor COVID-19 skeptics. The court ordered that the Biden administration and other federal agencies, quote, shall take no action, formal or informal, directly or indirectly, to coerce social media companies to remove, delete, suppress, or reduce free speech. (laughs) So check this out. Bhattacharya is a professor of medicine, economics, and health research policy at Stanford University, and he co-authored the Great Barrington Declaration in the fall of 2020 with professors from Harvard and Oxford. If you're not familiar with the Great Barrington Declaration, I'll just read you a little bit of it so you have an idea of what we're talking about. The letter states, as infectious disease epidemiologists and public health scientists, we have grave concerns about the damaging physical and mental health impacts of the prevailing COVID-19 policies and recommend an approach we call focused protection. I mean, basically, the letter just goes on to explain immunity to these twats at the fucking CDC that apparently forgot about the whole immune system of humans and just all of the risks and downside of locking people up like they did for so long. And this letter came out basically when all this shit was going down, 2020. The Fifth Circuit Court found that the Biden administration and other federal agencies pressured social media companies to censor dissenting views on COVID-19. Dr. Bhattacharya co-authored the Great Barrington Declaration with Harvard professor Martin Kulldorff and Oxford researcher Sunrata Gupta. He stated, quote, the kinds of things the federal government was telling social media companies to censor included us, along with millions of other posts from countless other people who were criticizing the government COVID policy. So this ruling just came down from a New Orleans-based three-judge panel. And like I said earlier, it found the federal government likely coerced or significantly encouraged social media platforms to moderate content by vaguely threatening adverse regulatory consequences if social media companies did not suppress certain viewpoints on the pandemic. This is some 1984 shit, you guys. 
And don't think just because this court has ruled the Biden administration and the fucking Fed boys overstepped their bounds and infringed upon free speech that any of this shit's going to stop. They're probably just going to do it like in a little bit more sneaky of a way. But I mean, yeah, that is definitely a win for free speech and a win for Dr. Budichara. All right, guys, so check this shit out. Next week, I'm going to the Aftershock Music Festival. And more specifically, I can't wait to go see fucking Pantera. So I'm not 100% sure if we will have an episode next week. I will definitely try to squeeze one in. But yeah, it's up in the air. So before I get out of here today, I do have to say what's up to our top three downloading states, which are California, Texas, and Washington. That's what's up, you guys. I appreciate you checking out the podcast. If you have a rabbit hole I should check out, you can hit me up at vanishedinthevalley at gmail.com, or you can go over to my sub on Reddit, which is r slash vanishedinthevalley, and hit me up there. As far as our international downloaders, we have Ireland in first, the UK, Canada, and Australia. And I'm giving an honorable mention here to Hong Kong because I've never seen them in the top four. So that's what up, you guys. I appreciate the fuck out of all of you. If you have a rabbit hole I should check out, please send it my way. I fucking love that shit. So until next week or maybe the week after, <laughs> be aware. And don't forget your pepper spray. Cha-cha.